Welcome to the Mouse and More Podcast. I'm Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Eliza, Adam, and Tony. Hi, guys. Hey. Hello. So we were having kind of a fun discussion before we started recording, and we thought, what the heck, let's just record that kind of a show. We've done this before where we just have a mix of different topics, talk about things that are going on, not really a new show, just what we're thinking about as far as Disney goes, or maybe even Universal. It's potpourri. A potpourri. Oh my gosh. That's a good idea. Okay. So one of the things we were talking about was the bus transportation issue and the gondolas. Liza, can you tell us what that was about? Well, people were speculating that there might not be park-to-park bus transportation after the gondolas are open for the resorts that the gondolas have pickup stations, which is Caribbean Beach, uh, Art of Animation, and Pop, right? Is there another one? It's Riviera, Caribbean, Pop and Art, yeah. Yeah, and so they were thinking that possibly the buses aren't going to be running, but they are. They are going to be running. And the Epcot resorts. Although they don't have a bus to THS, right? They just have the boat. No, they have a bus. They do? You can take a bus or the boat. Yep. Because oh. think about it. Not, the buses have to run if it's thundering or whatever, but they do have a bus oh, route. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They yeah. got a bus route. I wouldn't have thought that they would have stopped the buses ever because there's people that aren't going to want to get on those uh, dangling death cages. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to want to Okay. We now have a name for them. <laughs> dangling, dangling death, death cages. Cage. That's Trade what they are. I'm just saying it's scary. I'm going to write it, but do I, right. I'm, I'm, my palms are sweating right now. I'm having a reaction thinking about it. But okay. I think more people than I've talked to feel the way you do than don't. I'll be perfectly Ugh. honest. I've heard so many people say that. Like I'm, I'm literally having a reaction in my palms. I can feel it. Yeah. Like th- that's the reaction I have with dangling death cages. I mean, it's just part of what happens and I, I can write any ride like you can ask That's Chris true. yeah I you'll go on the Hulk Rip Ride Rocket the craziest roller coasters at SeaWorld everything but it's something about hanging on a tiny little string up in the air in a little dangling cage I just am not liking that what about you guys what do you think because I haven't heard too much especially from Tony and I know you stay at pop a lot what do you think you know, I, I I didn't even give it a thought. I didn't think that the buses would stop running. Uh, you know, the, the Skyliner is not going to have the hourly capacity to move the same amount of people that the buses move. So I just I just figured it would supplement. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on a minute, Tony. You really think yes. that? Yeah. I, I, you don't. Wait a minute. If they're doing a, a new gondola, it's flying through there every 10 seconds it's leaving. Yeah. With eight people in it, six people in it. They're not fitting that many people. I Six can't peoples. even imagine. Have you stood go, under them? Go to go to Pop Century. Go to Pop Century at eight o'clock in the morning when you've got a line of you know a hundred people, people waiting waiting to get to the parks. You know, and, How many and just people fit on the bus. A 40, 40 at a time. Forty at a time. Now, do they always have a, a bus right afterward or for yeah. the next group? During during peak periods, they do. They do. Yeah. So they always got like 10 buses out there, you know, three for each park type thing. So the way the buses, the um, bus stops there are set up, they have a spot for each bus, right? Because, I mean, it's huge. And those resorts are huge. They have a lot of people. And a lot of times it'll be one bus after the other. Sometimes you'll wait. You know, if it's 10 o'clock, you're not going to have one right after the other necessarily. But those buses run pretty regularly and pretty efficiently. All right. I have a challenge for Tony. Tony, are you there? 
I'm here. All right. Next time, whenever you can get yourself down there, which might not be for another couple of years. Right. We're going to race. I'm going to take a gondola from Pop. You're going to take a bus, and it's going to be at that early, you know, prime time spot, and we're going to figure out who gets there first. All right. No cheating. All right. You can't pay off the bus driver. All right. Got it? I didn't say it was going to be faster. I just said that it can't, it's not going to be able to deal with that capacity. Well, I think no. by dealing with more capacity is faster, isn't it not? I, I'm going to agree with Tony here 100%. I don't think they're going to have the same capacity that the buses have. And I also think Liza is making a really valid point that a lot of people aren't going to want to be up in those dangling death boxes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. People cages. Are, you know, Sorry. Cages. Dangling death cage. That's a height thing. That's a height issue. Yeah. It's not just a height thing. I mean, it is just like one little thing holding it. I mean, it's one thing. Maybe they bounce. Like they have maybe they bounce like out. a bumble. And you know the the th- the thing about the buses is buses run in sun, wind, rain. You know who knows what the parameters are for stoppage for these new skyliners. You know what what does the wind speed have to be? Oh, there you are. Um, they are all season gondolas, Tony. Is it when there's a lightning or 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 tornado warning? Like how many times I've been stuck in the ticket and transportation center because the monorails are being held up due to adverse weather. Uh. Um, that's part of the experience. That's why you're paying all that money to stay there, Tony. So you can go through a tornado on a gondola. I can't wait. I can't wait for the tornado experience. Oh, no. I just, I just think that, you know, I thought they wouldn't do it because then you're putting all of your eggs into one basket and something happens to that Skyliner and now you don't have a bus system set up, Yeah. you know, and yep. you've got to scramble. So it supplements but doesn't replace. Well, and here's the other thing, too. I mean, you know, when you think about capacity in the Skyliners – you know, say they do hold like eight people, but the reality is a family of five gets on. Is that family of four right behind them going to put, you know, three and then one? I mean, they're not going to have as many people on them as they will hold. So that's going to cut back on the capacity. You're not going to have a mom saying to her five-year-old, you got to ride on the other gondola because, you know, me and your dad and your younger brother are here. So, I mean, I think that you're going to see a lot less capacity than would maybe be suggested by the size of the gondolas. Although, frankly, they're really small. So, I mean, I constantly am looking at them and thinking, how are they fitting all those people on them? But we'll have to see because we've never been on them. I know that I heard that they have announced to cast members that they're going to be doing cast member like previews basically soon and letting cast members try it out. So we'll, we'll hear more then I think. So I'm surprised they haven't uh, up until this point, I've been waiting to hear that they're going to. And I, well, I know they have had volunteers on them, but I, they haven't done sort of like the, you know, like for, say, for example, if you work at a resort where those are, you know, available they haven't done that where they've sort of run everybody through to let them check it out. Cause they do that a lot. You know, they especially want their frontline cast members to experience things so that they can tell guests about it. Okay. So I think we could have predicted this, but do you remember when galaxy's edge opened up in Disneyland and they had those sporks? Does everyone remember those? They were kind of cool. Yes. Yes. Well, but- guess what? They don't have them anymore. Cause they're all gone. People took them and now they're using regular cutlery. They disappeared in Disneyland after like a day. They were there when I ate there. I got the spork experience. It did not occur to me to keep a spork because I'm not, you know, that kind of person. But apparently it occurred to a lot of people. They lasted in the world for like about 10 days. Did they really? Okay. Yeah, but they did not have them out for the preview because if they did, I might have taken one. Uh, I would pay for one. Well, and you know, that's... 
do you know what's interesting is and in, in Disney Cruise Line when you go to Animator's Palette, and I know Tony has been there, when you go to Animator's Palette and they have those little paintbrush utensil things, right. you can actually purchase those because cool. people would take them. Hmm. But I guess they didn't think to do that at Galaxy's Edge, which maybe they should have. Yeah, they're going to make more and then sell them as like a canteen type you know, package deal with a little metal tray and probably a mug or something, right? I would think. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, Liza, back at D23, they did announce a Moana attraction at Epcot. What are your thoughts on that? I know you have feelings. I have such major feelings about this because I had said in a previous show, well, I actually had a few previous shows that the IP that I would want a ride made out of is Moana because there are so many awesome songs. I mean, that yeah. the music in that, movie is just legendary i love it it's so good and it's catchy and i love the crab i thought there was a giant crab opportunity there for a shiny crab spot and i think it could be a water ride well then they heard water ride but i mean they heard water but they didn't hear ride i guess because now they're doing this water walkthrough thing and i feel like it's a cop-out like i feel like this isn't really anything i think it's just a cheap way to throw moana in there i just feel like moana deserves more than just a walkthrough with some splashy pads yeah i kind of agree moana is such a great movie and i do love the music i wish they had done a little more but we really don't know what they're doing i mean that is and i just heard someone talking about this the other day at epcot they were saying you know nobody really knows exactly what's going to happen with this so you know maybe It'll be better than you think. But, but I think that's generally how it happens, right? Things are a little better than you think they're going to be. But, but okay, and here's another issue I have with it. You, you're walking all day, all the time, already. That's part of the reason why nobody goes in the circle vision, because you have to stand. Well, here's another thing. I got to walk through it. I don't even want to walk at this point. Outside. You got to walk through it outside. Maybe, yeah, but it's close to the beginning of the park. So maybe that's what happens. Okay. Maybe so. Okay. Well, that's a good point. It is at the beginning of the park, but still it is outside, like Adam said. So that makes it a seasonal situation because if you've got really bad weather, inclement weather, you've got super freezing cold weather. Nobody wants to play in water outside when it's freezing. That's kind of true. Except people from like up north. Well, those people, (laughs) you always see, there's always one or two in the pool. I know, right? With their little blue lips. There's always one or two in the pool and you're like, must be from Wisconsin or Michigan (laughs) or I don't know where up there. One of those states, North Dakota. Canada. I think you have to give them time. They might impress you. So I just, I think you have to give them time. Um, I'm just glad we're getting something Moana. So I love that music in that movie. So I don't know, Disney, there's still time to make it a ride. I don't know if there is, but. Yes, there is. I. (laughs) Speaking of call me guys, did you see that it was 2009 again and that they opened up a phone charging station in the Magic Kingdom over in Tomorrowland? Did they really? There are chairs. There are little places to plug in your phone and you can sit up and face the wall because it's like a little, you know, there's not a very big space. There's little, I know. It's like, what? It's like a what phone is booth this? Or a, it, like, yeah. Tele, it's like know. a bank of phones. Yeah. Welcome spot. to the future. 2009. In the what past. Do you, now, how do you, so that brings something up. How do you charge your phone in the park? Uh, Tony, what do you do? Do you have like a little like crank thing that you charge your phone up or what? <laughs> I have a little solar panel that I set up. And, <laughs> no. Put it on your head. <laughs> I have uh, I have a solar panel helmet, 
Okay, I like Do you it. Really? No, I've uh, I've purchased fuel rods. Okay, and, they're the best. Uh, I utilize the fuel rod system. But you know what I want to know is when I go to my local West Farms Mall, uh, they have a little. It's not even a kiosk. It's it's more like a just a box. Um, and I've actually seen it in an Under Armour store as well. And you put your phone in there. It's almost like a bread box. Uh, you open it up. You put your phone in there. You plug the charging cable in. It gives you a code. You shut the door. It locks. It houses maybe 12, 14 phones. And it's got like a super fast charger in there. Yeah, so you can that. walk around the store. And when you come back, you punch in the code. It unlocks the door. You grab your phone. I don't know why we don't see that technology in Disney. Okay, I have to stop you because they actually had that a few years ago. Did they really? They did. They had one in the little store right next to Space Mountain. And I think there was another one in that park. And, uh, you know, it was the same concept. I don't know if they charge super fast. I mean, I would usually leave my phone for like an hour. Yeah, they did away with it. And then they then they got the... Uh, the fuel rods, which I think are nice because the fuel rods, you don't have to leave your phone. I mean, that was the, the problem. Nobody I think. wants to leave their phone in a theme park with millions of people. Well, and it was closed. I mean, you know, like Tony said, you have a code, you open up your little, it's almost like those little mailboxes where you go to the UPS store and they have little, you know, you can purchase a mailbox. It's about that size. Um, then you got to go back. Well, and that's the key. You have to go back. And also, since you're having to use your phone the whole time to get around and do things, it didn't really work. I'm guessing here, based on what I think I know, Universal, a lot of the rides, you have to put things in lockers. Mm-hmm. Right. I think the new lockers I've heard have outlets in them. And you At Universal? Yes. That'd be that's smart if they smart. did. Yeah. Now, don't quote me on that, but that's what I've heard, and I could probably do a quick Google search. But um, You should go I'm to wrong, Universal. You're well, like the only one of us that doesn't go. Yeah. You know what's funny? I was just I was just thinking about that and talking to somebody on Twitter about that the other night. Yeah. And how I'm go. definitely not going. It's a very different park experience, and I think that – I think, Adam, like you love rides. In fact, I was talking about you the other day with someone – how um, when we were in Disneyland, because my son loved hanging out with you because, of course, he's a ride person. Yay. And yeah, at, Thomas, and you took him on all the rides while I talked with people and, and snacked. And I think you would like Universal because you love rides. We need to get you over there. Yeah, I know. I know I will. It's just being there and then being 20, 30 minutes away from Walt Disney World yeah. would feel very strange. And I think Tony was the one who said you went there a couple of years ago with your family and you were kind of looking down the road the whole time. Right. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> no, he really literally said that. Wist, wistfully. He was looking wistfully. So, yeah. Well, it's pros and cons. I mean, it's got its good and bad. You know, it really does. But... You can't beat like the it. theming in Diagon Alley. No, like, I still like it better can than touch Star Wars. It. I I think the Star Wars theming is actually more so incredibly immersive. But I think that I don't know. I felt like Diagon Alley was. It's yeah. magic. It really is. And I I connect more with Harry Potter than I think I I love Star Wars, but I don't know Diagon Alley. Love Harry Potter. Oh my gosh, I love it. But yeah, I I, I think that the fuel rods. They're really good. They get really hot. Yeah. I've noticed mine they get do. really hot. Like they're they good for winter. <laughs> yeah, like they're so hot. Put and one in your pants. Alerting. <laughs> you know, it's alarming to me. I'm like, oh, this, why is this so hot? They're good. But the phone charging situation, the the little stationary station. You sit there. 
I mean, <laughs> like everybody else is having fun, and you're like, charge! We should bring it. back the tents in Tomorrowland. Then I mean, uh, let's just bring back tents. Let's just sit in tents. I, you know what? I totally would have rented one of those tents. I, I people, while. you won't ever see me paying forty five hundred dollars for seven hours of uh, VIP tours. I would have rented a tent for the day. <laughs> that oh, waiter, great. bring me a Diet Coke. Yeah. What are they doing in that tent? They're napping. Oh my God. I'm sure they did. But I, you know, they, they were gone as quickly as they came out. It was yeah. so funny because one day you saw them set up and then like a month later it was like, what tents? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So not a good idea. And somebody didn't like it. I'm going to throw this question out there and I really want your honest opinion. And I know Tony, you haven't been on it yet. I feel that Smuggler's Run, it would be a phenomenal ride if Star Tours didn't exist. And I think a lot of people are comparing it to Star Tours. So what do you guys think about that? Because I'm from clients who have gone, I'm hearing kind of a really lukewarm response. Honestly, it depends on the position you get at Smuggler's Run. So, I mean, I was a pilot. I don't mind having the control because I'm a control person. So I loved being able to fly the Falcon and moving it up and down and pulling the levers. I wish you could do more of it. It's themed to look like the Falcon, so you have to have the window panes. However, they do kind of block the view a little bit. I get it. But, you know, that's like nitpicking, I guess. It moves around just as much as Star Tours was. But at this point, which it's early, so I got to like kind of give it time. The great thing about Star Tours is that you never know what mission you're going to be on. And there's so many different planets they got going on. Whereas Smuggler's Run, right now, it's the same mission. Now, I'm sure, I would hope, they're going to add different things as time They goes do. On. They do. That's the thing that surprised me was that there weren't different missions each time so that you kind of got a little variety. If you do really well, they do have an add-on couple, like another minute segment on the ride. If you guys do really well and you collect the coaxium for a Hondo and... I still don't understand the point scoring system, but I didn't really pay attention because I was all like, you know, the first time you're in there, you're all excited. So you don't really pay attention to what's going on. At least I didn't. It's kind of like if you have a pilot, it's great. If you don't and you have to constantly turn your head to hit the buttons, you don't have to hit the buttons if you don't want to. But if you want to be a part of the team and you want to do that, then you kind of get, I got a little disoriented and you're further back and the screen isn't as clear and you got people's heads and the chairs in front of you and that part i could see how store tours could be thought of as better experience i agree with you adam it's also the uh stress of if you're the pilot i felt like it was a high pressure situation to be in and i really didn't find it relaxing at all and quite honestly i felt the view wasn't as good in the pilot seat as it was when i was back in the uh Gunner, was it? Yeah. The gunner? The gunner You were seat. gunner in the middle, yeah. Gunner. I I I think you you're right. And I actually yesterday I got an email from a client of mine. And I have clients who are real well traveled people outside of Disney World and also they do Disney a lot. And here's what she wrote. Bottom line, if you're a fan, I expect you will like it. If not, the best bits are likely Ogas, the dining, and the cast. You really need to go with a real fan to enjoy watching them have fun. And I I think that sums up my feelings a lot. I think if you're a hardcore Disney or a hardcore Star Wars fan, 
this is going to be phenomenal for you. But if you're sort of just, maybe you've seen the movies, but you're not, you know, this big time fan, I think it's just going to be a land you go in and enjoy and then leave. That's a good point. When I was there, I was by myself, but I um, started talking to the people behind me. It was a, a nine, eight-year-old boy, I think he was, and his mom. And the kid was extremely outgoing. He was all into the Star Wars experience. He knew all the, the lingo. He knew more stuff than I did. And he knew all the old stuff characters and new stuff. I'm like, wow, you really know that. That means you're paying attention. That's great. So I was with them in the queue for the Falcon, and then you know we split apart because we were single riders, and then... And then I found them again outside the Droid Depot, and he was like, talk. I was talking to the mom, and he was talking with the cast member playing with the, her droid. And then all of a sudden, Kylo Ren comes around a corner, and the like the cast member's like, "Hey, you gotta hide this. You gotta hide your lightsaber." And he was all into it. Now I I never met these people. You know, I just met these people, I should say. But seeing the kid interact with like they said the cast member and the kylo ren and the back and forth that was exciting it was like your client said chris if you're with somebody that is really into it and they're gonna go along with what's going on i could totally see how it it heightens your experience you're gonna get more out of it right yeah i was there by myself i'm looking at things and and i know the movies but i'm like hmm this is really cool to look at but and i don't mind that it's not a planet from the movies. I don't care. I think it's great. I didn't care if it was or wasn't. That doesn't bother me. I hate to say, but it's like it's not for everybody. And and it doesn't have to be. Well, and you and but I think both you and Tony mentioned having issues with the price of the droid and the lightsaber. And one of the things she said was less well-off families are in for a shock. You know, when you go to Diagon Alley and she's done Universal multiple times, when you go to Diagon Alley, you spend $50 for a wand and it's interactive. But that same family is going to have to spend $200 for this lightsaber that's going to do less than the wand does. And in, even in that situation, you know, if you have a mom and dad and two kids, you're going to have to, you're looking at $400, right? You know, and you have, and even then only one person is getting a droid or a lightsaber or whatever. So, I mean, it's a very expensive experience. And I think in her case, you know, she felt, you know, she was there with another adult. So obviously they can do whatever they want. And I know they had some fun because, um, you know, her boyfriend is like a big time Star Wars fan. I think the expense for a lot of families is a little much. And she makes an incredibly valid point. I can get a wand for my kid for 50 bucks at Harry Potter. Yeah, and so, the wand, like you said, is interactive. Whereas, the, unfortunately, the lightsaber, they don't really let you do anything with it. And it's a, right. it, it is, in theory, it's a lightsaber. It's a weapon. The movies, they use them to, you know, I'm not to sugarcoat it, but you're using it to get at somebody, to put yeah. it in light terms, right? I mean, You're not going to do that in a Disney theme park. You're just not going to be able to do that. Unless if you're staying at the Star Wars Hotel, which is another element, I guess. Yeah. I I don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I think it's phenomenal. I mean, like when I went, the first time I went into the land, I was literally blown away. But I think it's more like a niche kind of thing. Whereas when you go into Toy Story Land, smaller budget, I mean, obviously it's just less of everything, right? But at the same time, to me, it's more bang for the buck. You've got three great rides. You've got a fun quick service location. And I think those rides are so, the colors are fantastic. The rides are fun. But I also think that um, the story is something we all know and we all enjoy. And it's not as complicated as Batuu and 
Black Spire Outpost and all that. And so I think that for me personally, if I was going to say something controversial here, I would say I think Toy Story Land is better than Star Wars. With Toy Story Land, you you don't need as much backstory yeah. to enjoy Toy Story Land oh. as you do for Batu and Star Wars Land. Because you could get if you you know you gotta pay attention if you really want to yeah. enjoy the Smuggler's Run. You gotta pay attention to what everything's going on, so you know if you really want to get into it, you're gonna have to pay attention. And for someone like me who's not like you know I'm not, I'm a big chicken like I'm definitely never going on the Hulk over at Universal unless someone pays me, but. I Slinky Dog to me has everything. It's got fun colors. It's got a fun story, and it's an awesome ride. And I can't necessarily say that about Smuggler's Run. When I was on Slinky Dog in July, there was this whole group of couple, like seven or eight people, in front of us, and I had to sit with somebody from that other family because it was just the three of us, me, Mark, and Katie. So I had to sit with this other guy. And I told him, I'm like, "You've ever been on this?" He's like, "No." I'm like, "Cause he was a, you could tell he was a tough guy." I said, listen, yeah. this is not a kiddie coaster. Hold on to your phone. I said, tell your buddy in front of you yep. to hold on to his phone because you're going to lose it if you're not if you're not paying attention. I said, this thing is going to surprise you. And we went around it, and they were from up by me. They were up from like New York City. And, uh, you know, we got off, and was I right? He's like, yeah, yeah, you were right. I'm like, I told you, man. Like, this is this is a good ride. It's not just, you know, not just for kids. Yeah. And yeah you're right. It's it, I love that ride. It's great. I love it. I remember when I went into Toy Story Land the first time, I was just so blown away by it. And I, I every time I go in there, I just have, like, some weird connection to it. Um I, I respect Galaxy's Edge for all the work and effort and detail, but it doesn't, I don't connect. And I, that's weird. Cause I mean, like I saw the trailer for the next Star Wars movie the other day and you guys might've seen it where they had all the old Star Wars and then the new stuff. And I was like, yes, I can't wait to see it. But, and so obviously I love Star Wars, but I don't know guys, it's just not. Which brings me to another topic. Well, hold okay. on, because I because I I've been listening and okay. I, I just I'm sorry and we're we're ruining it for him. I, I I want to address your initial question of do you think we've been spoiled by Star Tours, uh, yeah. in comparison to Smuggler's Run? You know there there are some fundamental differences in Star Tours. We're just passengers. We have right. no say in the outcome. You get on, you buckle in. There's a spy on board. 3PO pilots you, you end up in whatever planet or planets you, you end up in. Um, smugglers run a little different, you know, just because of the ride system. If you have a crappy pilot, your ride experience could be crappy, you know, so you've got to rely on other guests. When you look at the technology of the ride, and I think I've talk, talked about this before on another show, but this is probably one of the most computer graphic intensive rides, smugglers run, uh, that has ever been created. Um, you know, it was created in conjunction with the NVIDIA uh, company who make graphics chips for Intel, uh, for PCs uh, and, and other computers. What's a PC, um, Tony? It's, it's a personal computer, Adam. Oh, okay. It's, uh, so this – the ride system for Smugglers Runs has eight general <laughs> processing units. So there's been like no ride ever with this type of processing power. Um, and then you look at the fact that it's got, you know, multiple 4K displays uh, for the cockpit. Now, the tough thing about that is stuff breaks. There was a report the other day about a guy in Hollywood Studios that at least one of the screens was on the fritz. 
Oh no. So, you know, what, what do you do in that case? You know, now it's going to, is it going to start going down? Is it because it's so, uh, such an intense ride system, uh, that it's going to be prone to breakdowns. I'd hate to think that it will, but do I think you've been spoiled? You know, conceptually it's kind of a simulator. So we've seen it in star tours. I don't think it's anything groundbreaking, but when they were playing up these rides a couple of years ago, when they were announcing them, this was the big ride and it was the big ride based on the computer components. On the other hand, I think that rise of the resistance from what we've heard from the description of that, that system ride system is going to be amazing because it will really will be like nothing we've seen before. Um, components of it will. What's know, it supposed the, to be like a trackless ride system? It's a trackless ride system, but there's you also have multiple ride vehicles. So you're exiting ride vehicles, uh, and you you know you exit a troop transport, you go into a prison holding cell. Oh, really? You get into an escape pod. Yeah. So you're yeah. actually moving around during the course wow. of the ride. Wow. It's, it's more than just pre-show ride exit. It's right. building up a whole story in the queue. And then all of a sudden, like, you're walking into a ship, you're holding on, and then you're going up into space. Like, it's just all supposed to be, like, seamless. It's not like a movie. It's maybe more like TV show sized. But it's going to be like a 20-minute type experience where you're going from scene to scene. And and there's cast members as characters in there and then holographic figures. And and then, of course, all the AA robot figures, which are going to be great. That's amazing. You're going to feel like you're in the ship and something's um, happening to you. And, I, and I, you know, I, I think that it's got like one of the largest gatherings in one scene of uh, over 50 animatronic characters. Wow. Uh, in, in one of the bays. So um, it's going to be intense. Uh, I, I don't think, you know, once again, going back to Chris's original question, I don't think that we've been spoiled uh, by having Star Tours around. I, I just think that it, it's very similar in concept to what Smuggler's Run has turned out to be. That being said, I still can't wait to ride it. I still can't wait to sit in one of the seats in the, in the you know, Falcon's cockpit. It's been something I've been wanting to do since 1977. So I do look forward to that. Uh, with regard to the you know discussions you, were, you guys were having about lightsabers and droids, you know, for, for me, that's like a that's going to be a one off experience, you know. I'm going to go in at some point. It might not be my first visit. You know, I'm going to plunk down 200 bucks for a lightsaber. I'm going to build it. I don't think I'm ever going to have to go back and build another lightsaber or another droid. You know, even if it's, oh, you can get a different hilt or you can get a different crystal or a different color blade. You know, I, once I've done it, I, I'm, I'm going to have done it. You know, it's not like I have a, a wall display here of, well, here's my green saber. Here's my purple saber. Here's, you know, my blue saber. Once I do it, I'm done. So I just, I, with those experiences, I, I don't, I don't know how much, you know, how much, uh, I don't want to say replayability because you're not really doing it, but you know, how many times will these families that are going that are Star Wars fans, how many lightsabers will they build? You know, that, the family of, of five that Chris was talking about earlier, once the kids have their lightsabers, are the parents going to plunk down in the, another 200 bucks next time they come? Probably not. I don't think so. But I think for a lot of people, you know, if you have multiple kids, that's a lot of money. I mean, because like in your situation, it's just you, you know, obviously your daughter's like they're probably not asking for a lightsaber. So if you just have one, but if you've got two or three boys or girls who like Star Wars, 
Yeah, I mean, because I, yeah, everybody needs no to share a saver. And it, and it's, <laughs> it is unfortunate because this the whole scenario of being there is really interesting. The whole thing you do, I just kind of wish I could just sit there and watch, but they're not letting you do that. You actually have to go in there. I mean, and too purchase. many people in there. You can't do that. It's too small of an yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's part of like it's like a that's like a hidden thing that you're gonna have to like pay. You're gonna have to pay to get in. It's like at least with like Ogus Cantina, you know, even if you don't drink alcohol, you can still get in there and have right. a tonic water or something, you know, and enjoy yeah. yourself. But that's the savvy thing. Tonic water is never enjoyable. Tonic water. <laughs> yeah, it's really not. I don't think they're even going to give you that. You have to get one of those crazy drinks that are, you know, they have lots of non-alcoholic ones in there, but they're kind of crazy. Have you, Did you get to go in there yet? No, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. It's fun. It's pictures cute. And videos. I was surprised at how catchy the music was. I, I heard you can actually buy it. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Crazy. I'm sure you um, can download it on YouTube. Okay. That brings me to another subject, and I started to talk about it a little bit, but um, did you guys see the most recent Star Wars trailer? Nope. Uh, oh, yeah. How was that? Like, you that mean was the, amazing. The, the sizzle reel? Is that, why do they call it a sizzle reel? Because Is it's it, supposed to be, it's hot. You know, it, it's it was hot. pretty <laughs> hot. It was and pretty it wasn't a full two and a half minute trailer. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Wait, like wait, 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 wait. Was Did you guys see it on YouTube? It's probably on YouTube. Yeah. It was all What's over the called? place. Star Wars Sizzle yeah, Reel. I'll look at it real quick. It's on our, it's on our uh, I put it in the group when it was Yeah, out it's there. on the page. I, I was so excited when I saw it. And then I'm like, why is Ray holding a red life lightsaber? And then she like whips it out and she's got like a double one. I mean, what's going on? I mean, I know she's not going to go bad, obviously. Um, Some people think it's cause I've been, I get bored and I start watching the, the people yeah. speculating on the YouTubes. Yes. And a lot of people believe it's a vision based on, she's like seeing herself as a Sith member, kind of like how Luke did in empire when he saw yeah. his, face in the vader uh, helmet i can't it's the last movie in the cycle i can't see her turning really turning dark and then at, no. and within two and a half hours turning back around i don't i can't see that either. wouldn't I, that be a twist though if, if she ended up being the villain and be. kylo ren saves the day it, it absolutely <gasps> would be. It. i do you know what i keep thinking like i definitely think there's a thing there too because it definitely you know shows her touching his face and i don't know i just want i want him to get together maybe settle down maybe he turns good gets a toyota maybe a subaru gets a related. real job you know uh, they're not related well that's what luke and lady yeah too. didn't they kiss you know what and they could be related but i mean whose daughter would she be she's not hans or she's not uh she um, could be, some people speculate she could be Luke's daughter. Oh, I got, and yeah. then they would be cousins. Um, yeah, but there are no laws against marrying <laughs> your first cousin in a galaxy far, far away. I mean, they could have you, all okay. been first cousins. Did you know, know there are only laws prohibiting, prohibiting marriage between first cousins in 19 states? No, I That's know really that. gross. I know. Um, okay, so this trailer, I I'm learned that it. evil law school. I'm watching it right now, and so it just is really just bits and pieces of every single movie. Yeah, but then what's it shows wrong with that? The girl <laughs> looking like she's in some pain there, and then uh, she's in pain. Well, something's up, and then oh, I saw. No, uh, they, they, now Tony and Chris, you saw. There's a scene where it's the, all the Imperial Star Destroyers, right? There's like yeah, I saw that. Those are Wait, those triangle ships. 
Yes, those are the original the versions of the Imperial. They're not the First Order ones. Those are the Imperial ships, based on the way they're designed. Okay. So some people are like, well, where did those come from? Because those, in theory, were all destroyed 30-something years ago at the end of Episode 6. Did, so did... some people think maybe that, that could be a vision, too, that might not be real. Or Emperor Palpatine, who shows who's going to show up one way or the other in this movie. I hate cause... him. Is he really? That's like <laughs> the weird face guy? Yeah. 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 He, he had apparently some fleet hiding out on the Outer Rim, which is where Batu is, by the, <laughs> the way. The Outer Rim. And they're going to come and, and maybe <laughs> they take even over the First Order. Like, there might be a whole three-way sort of... This is interesting. A three-way sort of fight between First Order, the old Imperial Army, and the Resistance. <laughs> but, okay, so did did high-waisted pants fight that Ray? Of course they fight. When they did they fight? Yeah, in the trailer. But you saw yeah, it. I didn't see. Is that... Or is that the trailer that didn't come out yet? And they're showing that they're gonna be fighting. No, they fought in the first one. They, they, you know, they fought in that second in that sizzle reel you watched. I didn't that one. I know yeah. the sizzle reel. I saw them fighting, but I didn't know if that was a movie that already came out yet. No, I just no, that's, can't that's call coming. anything a sizzle reel. It makes me want to laugh. It's stupid. Uh-huh. All right, Adam, you want you had something else you wanted to bring up? Yeah. So Disney Plus is coming out November twelfth. Are you guys so obsessed? Oh my gosh, with Disney the Plus. Disney Plus. I swear to God. It's like Disney Plus, Disney yeah. Plus. Boop, well, wait till Disney your kids Plus. want it. No, they're uh, not. You can wait till I tell them no. And there's another <laughs> discount out. Yeah, it, it's not as good as the discount that I got, but um, it's not. They announced yesterday. It came out through a Variety.com story, and it got confirmed by Josh Gad that there was this Muppet series that was in the Aww. works that nobody knew about. There is another Muppet series that we know about. It's a short form series, but this was another series for the Muppets. And unfortunately, due to creative differences, it's not going to happen. That's so and sad. It's so sad because they've already developed it. There was music that was already written by the Lopez um, Jenny? couple. No, these are the people that did the music for Frozen. The uh, Bobby and I, I do apologize. I don't have their names, but they are Academy Award winning musicians that were did the music for frozen and frozen 2 and they did music for this muppet series that we're not going to get because they had creative differences with the studio and all i can say is it was going to be six episodes just release it just make it i mean we've already paid for the service what's the big deal i don't understand i'm just very upset i just want more muppets that's all i want i don't all you want life right well you're gonna get muppets you're gonna get muppets now yeah, but the Muppets now is a short form series. It's gonna be like five minute long episodes or something. This was oh, gonna be this was wow. gonna be six episodes, and it was gonna be like long form. So it's gonna be almost like a movie when you combine them all together, but it'll be separated. But did you hear what it was gonna be? Yeah, it was it was gonna start after uh, Muppets Take Manhattan, right, nineteen eighty four ish that that era, and then go to present day. They said no go to present way. Day. But it was supposed to be the Muppets by way of Stranger Things. Yeah, I don't know what that means. With a lot of 80s things. references, so it was That's kind fine. of going to... sounds a little dark. Dark? How is the 80s dark? Well, Stranger Things is a little dark. I mean, yeah, I, I don't yeah. even know what that show is about. about like, I all these references, and I'm like, okay. I don't know. Spoiler, I, I, last night, I was tweeting about it, and I was talking with no fans of the show. Wait, we have fans? Somebody didn't tell me. We do. We have fans on Twitter. <laughs> And I was just like, you know, I'm upset. I'm not mad. I'm not angry. You know, because I didn't even know what it was. We didn't even know about it until it was canceled. So we didn't even know what we didn't even get. It's 
kind of sad. I'm, I'm shedding a tear. I'm 100% behind Adam on this more Muppets movement. We need more Muppets. More Muppets. Josh, Josh Gad, who's a funny guy. family. You know, they just they just want more of their stuff out. That's all. Alright, I'm off my soapbox now. That's, that's really sad. I'm, I mean that in multiple ways. Well, on that note, I think we're going to close the show out. I want to thank everyone for listening and you can find us. You can find Adam on Twitter ranting about the Muppets. That's oh, yeah. for darn sure. From the bathroom. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and just a reminder, this show is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel. If you're vacationing anytime soon, check us out. We'd love to help. Good night, everyone. Good night.